Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Here's your host, John Frashante. Cosmos Country, welcome back to another episode. This time, I am joined by Cosmos Club historian David Kilpatrick. How are you tonight, David? I'm doing great, and yourself? I'm doing really well. Uh, the spring season is over officially, and the Cosmos didn't win it, which let's get into the big shock, really, I think, for a lot of Cosmos supporters, because I think the talk going around Cosmos Country was that we're going to win this somehow, right? We're going to win the spring season, and we need to work hard and maybe go 10 games undefeated, and that didn't happen. So, uh, David, I want to get your thoughts on the Cosmos not winning the spring season, and do you think this is sort of a cause for concern, or do you think Cosmos supporters should be really excited going into the fall season knowing that we have a lot more to play for? Well, I think uh, we've got to be careful not to feel so entitled to titles. Uh, to just assume that we can win everything, you know, mm-hmm. it, it isn't really realistic. And um, let's face it, this was a, a great spring sprint. This uh, Apertura Clausura format that the league has is really, really exciting. Um, so in, in terms of that short season, you know, obviously the difference was uh, road performance and uh, no shortage of uh, bad luck on, on the road as well. Um, you know, obviously, credit to Indy 11. What an amazing, amazing accomplishment. And uh, Eamon Zayed uh, pulling off a hat trick in the last game. Uh, we, we learned all about him April 16th, didn't we? Um, in those closing crazy minutes. Yeah. Um, and who would think that that would bite us and that that would be the decision, uh, that that would actually would have decided the, the spring title. But, you know, it, it took a third tiebreaker to to split the difference between ourselves and Indy 11, and we're going to have another couple shots at them uh, in the fall season. It's going to be a, a very interesting marathon to uh, see who's going to get to host the championship this time around. Yeah, so sort of reviewing the spring season, in the beginning, uh, the Cosmos uh, had two home matches, one against Ottawa Fury, which was labeled uh, the rematch from the championship final, which, I mean, it was really built up to be like a big rematch, and the Cosmos came out 3 nothing in that one. And we played the Armada 1-2-0. And I think after that match, it was so exciting. Everyone was on a big high. And I, I think we were really confident going into the two away matches. And then we dropped points and we lose against Indy 11, Minnesota United. And then face league-leading Carolina Redhawks at home, David. Uh, and that's yeah. sort of where we come back and say, well, no, we have a chance to win this somehow. 
uh, and then we uh, beat Miami away, and then we lose to FC Edmonton. So let's talk about really so far this spring season that the Cosmos are not uh, really good away from home. Where do you think that comes from? I, I honestly think it's a misconception. If you really look at the statistics game by game, you know we play a possession game, and, and we're we're maintaining possession. We're winning a possession battle on the road. Uh, we just had a little bit of hard luck, and and that's not to say we don't get more than our fair share of good luck here and there too. Um, but uh, you know the, the difference between uh, us uh, not claiming the the spring title or not really comes down to just you know just one more goal or you know one less goal conceded would have would have uh, turned the tide our way. Um, so you know it, you look at that table at the end of the spring season. Full credit to, to Indy Eleven. They they. They won it. They won it in dramatic fashion, and it's a really good story. It's a really great story with what Wilt has built there, and it and it shows how competitive the league is. Um, but you know, let's not get ourselves into thinking that there was some crisis on the road. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. just the, kind of broke down. I mean, we we held possession. Let's face it. This is a really really strong team that Geo's assembled. Uh, we've got some new faces, and they've integrated into the into the squad rather quickly, and. Uh, uh, credit to what we've built. Obviously, we've got uh, you know that that back line that uh, remains rock solid, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we we I think remain the, the best team in the league. Yeah, like what you said earlier in the show is that we shouldn't be sort of wanting trophies. We shouldn't be taking sort of handouts, if you will, uh, saying that we deserve a trophy even if we didn't step on the pitch. So I really get that aspect of what you're trying to say, and also. I think it really uh, is really realistic and showing that we could lose. You know what I mean? We could drop some points and potentially lose the spring season, which we did. And now we have to work really hard to win the fall season. Well, I got to tell you, you know, on June 4th, that last game at the Strikers, and boy, doesn't that hurt. You know, didn't that just really, really hurt to lose to, mm-hmm. to the Strikers, one of our yeah. old rivals from back in the day. Uh-huh. And uh, didn't you also just feel like we were going to pull it out, the cardiac cause yeah. at the end of the game? But no, it didn't happen. And there's a lesson there. I guess there's a lesson in life there. That's the way I'm trying to be philosophical. <laughs> I don't know how else to. Because we were so close to winning this whole thing. We really were. Talking about the cardiac cosmos, right, David? Uh, last season, we saw cardiac cosmos mostly every single match really uh we, we could be down two three goals like especially in carolina i, I thought we were going to lose the match and then they just come out of nowhere and we haven't seen that type of team this year do you think it just goes to show you the different sort of philosophy if you will that geo implemented within the team this year around or do you think it's something different i i, I gotta be honest with you you know just looking at that last game Arango scores in the 92nd minute, and you can't tell me you weren't thinking we were getting it another. Yeah, Ruben Bovar almost had that one. Then we would have won the spring season outright. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that's that's the margin for error. The the possibility of heroics was there. You know, we're right there, just you know, level on several categories at the top of the table, and we got to be happy with that. And the fact that these games, you know, on the road ended up being so competitive that we lost them. Um, but you know, enjoying a, a, an unbeaten streak at home again is uh, is a nice thing to enjoy. We saw the best of them at home. I don't think there's anything, you know, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, you know, the Cosmos prefer playing in New York, but um, you know, we still put on strong performances on the road, and 
um, you know, everybody's playing their heart out there. No one's going to just roll over for the champions. Yeah. Uh, so that loss against the Strikers at the end of the spring season was the first time the Strikers beat the Cosmos in the modern era. David, we witnessed history in the NASL. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you, you think that history is on your side. Well, you know, it also gives you a lesson in the odds. You know, how many times can you uh, play the winning hand? You know, um, eventually, uh, eventually, you know, you're going to, have the dealer change on you, and you're, you're going to want to walk away from that table. But, uh, yeah, we left Fort Lauderdale uh, without a point, and just one point would have gotten us the uh, uh, the spring title. But, uh, you know, our, site, our sights are well set on the uh, uh, the Open Cup right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, the fall season, I think this team is, is built better than any other in the league to go the full distance, and uh, I do fully expect to be able to uh, – celebrate yet another championship uh, at the end of this fall yeah so before we get into an open cup chat uh let's talk about our friendly in the middle of a pack spring season the friendly against ibar uh i want to get you, your thoughts on how you think it went we won on pks of course that was great to sort of see and i know ibar came off a very demanding la liga season that saw them stay up in la liga so congrats ibar for doing that um but just playing a team from Spain, right? It doesn't have to be Real Madrid or a Barcelona, right? Uh, playing Ibar and just facing some great opponents in Spain. Well, you know, I, I know that there were some people that were a little bit critical about the timing of this, but, uh, you know, this was a really important opportunity, I think, to, to give ourselves a, a good test against some elite opposition. You know, Ibar is a, a really strong side and arguably the best league uh, competitively in the world right now. Um, certainly the, the Champions League final that we all enjoyed, um, you know, was, was testimony to the fact that La Liga is, is, uh, as high of a level as you could be at. And so, um, you know, Ibar's in the mix of that. And, uh, despite that really, really terrifying opening, yeah. um, we really, uh, stood toe to toe with a, with an elite, uh, global side. And, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I, I left the room, uh, thinking it was a draw, before yeah. uh, for, uh, Fortunately, doubling back, and I, you know, thank goodness I didn't miss any of the drama there. But uh, my word, that was a, a really exciting way to end a Champions League final, and it was a really exciting way to end a, uh, a friendly in Vegas. Yeah, I think a lot of people as well probably tuned out to the broadcast on Being Sports <laughs> and uh, probably missed the PKs. They didn't really explain it. Like even the commentators on that broadcast, they didn't even know that there was PKs. From what I heard on on the broadcast, they were pretty shocked it's a when they. A little bit late in my house, so I had the volume yeah. turned down a little low. So I just kind of uh, made an, an assumption, but fortunately, uh, you know, was looking at some tweet or something and uh, saw that it was about to go to penalty. So thank goodness for social media, I didn't miss it. Didn't miss any of the action. Yeah, I think David Dayosa, uh was the last one to score the winning PK. So that was a nice. So, wasn't it? What a cheeky, yeah. cheeky finish. You know, to, to chip a, on a penalty like that takes uh, such nerve. But to, to have the ball bounce before the the, the line like that, too, <laughs> it was really bold. It so only like, happens it, in it Vegas, right? Those of us that stayed up late for that, that's for sure. Yeah, it only happens in Vegas, David. We're never going to see this happen in New York ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like we said, Cosmos lose the spring season. But do you think that there is a sour sort of smell a sour 
uh, in the Cosmos going into the fall season and uh, within uh, the Open Cup? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that at all. Uh, not that it's uh, all sweetness and roses either. I mean, of, of course, you know, uh, uh, an opportunity missed, but uh, this team is really focused always on the next game, whatever that next uh, game may be. Um, but this is a derby match. Um, the Open Cup means an awful lot to this club. We all know that. So, um, my word, uh, you, you can't have uh, a game matter much more than this one uh, on the 15th in the Bronx. It's it's going to be a battle in the Bronx. And, uh, boy, uh, you know, I don't think any New York soccer fan will want to miss this. Yeah, so Gio, he always talks about really how important these derbies really are, right? So... And I don't think a lot of people like that, just like the Red Bulls or just like NYCFC, I don't think that they actually care about how important this match really is. It grows really soccer in the area and brings awareness to different clubs as as well. Clubs like the New York Cosmos, right? So now you have an opportunity to play against sort of a top side by U.S. soccer, um, playing against NYCFC, a local rival. We played them last year and and we beat them on PKs, but now... On NYCFC, there's a brand new manager in in Patrick Vieira, and he's taking this seriously. He's saying it's a cup final. He said that this is the most important game of the Cosmos season, and this is coming from NYCFC manager Patrick Vieira. So this is really the first time that I think uh, we're going to face a team that actually wants to beat us. You know what I mean? Because we didn't see... uh, Jason Christ really taking this match really seriously. He didn't start his starters because they had a league match at the weekend. And the NYCFC are having the same thing right now. They have a match that Saturday after they play us. So I, I have to disagree with you on that, John. I think okay. especially the way NYCFC came out uh, last year on the 17th, mm-hmm. June 17th. Um, they came out showing very clearly that they desperately wanted to win this thing. And uh, their mm-hmm. their fans in the stands, they they may be an expansion franchise, but uh, it was clear to me that uh, to the players and their fans, it, it meant uh, a lot uh, to us as obviously it did uh, or to them as it did to us. And, yeah. um, you know, look, let's face it. This isn't just about blue against green. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, Cosmos represent so much. And the uh, city represents what it represents. So, you know, it's it's not just a matter of colors. It's not just a matter of geographic proximity. There's a lot at stake in, in, in this match and, and what these clubs represent, who they represent, and, and how we represent. Um, so it, it means everything to these players and and uh, and to all of us uh, there cheering one, one side or the other, I think. Um, but, you know... As far as uh, this year's iteration of, of the City Football Group, uh, again, I I don't know, you know, I w- wouldn't want to comment on uh, Christ and his his management, but okay. I I would say just uh, I have enormous respect for him and know that he always took every game very very seriously. So I would never think that they didn't want to beat us desperately last year, just like we enjoyed beating them. Um, but Patrick Vieira, um, I hated seeing him in a Manchester City jersey when I was a, a, a you know I'm a I've been an Arsenal fan since 1994, so seeing him uh, wearing that sky blue made me sick, and and uh, I don't like seeing him uh, in, in sky blue here much more than that either. But his his last touch as an Arsenal player, of course, was a penalty 
against Manchester United to win an FA Cup. So Patrick Vieira knows what a what a cup competition means uh, to a club. So clearly they're going to be going for it. Um, but I think they've got to be uh, very leery about uh, facing a Cosmos side again uh, that arguably is every bit as strong as last year. It, you know, look, it was tough to replace uh, legends like Raul and Sena, but uh, you know, again, we're right there at the top of that spring table, and this is going to be an extra special game. So, um, no, I, 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 sorry, this is such a long-winded answer, John. But uh, no, that's okay. I um, enjoy no, when you talk, I, I don't David. Think there's anything sour about the season. Mm-hmm. I think uh, um, we know that we we did have a good spring season. Um, maybe not a got. You know, look, you never want to lose anything, um, but. Uh, this is going to be a special night Wednesday, and uh, I think uh, the boys are, are well up for it. I think the biggest thing on everyone's mind, really, and it doesn't matter what team you support, if it's uh, NYCFC, the Cosmos, I think the, really what everyone's thinking about is, is NYCFC going to start their key players? Are they g- going to throw out there in their starting 11, Pirlo, uh, Lampart, Villa? Do you think, and really not knowing if they are or not, Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to start their key players? You know, it's interesting because um, you talk about you know how well Cosmos did uh, at home this season and, and the rough luck on the road. Um, City's pattern, from what I understand, is kind of the reverse of that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that suggests that uh, Vieira's built that side uh, to play on, on a more expansive pitch than what they call home um, at, at uh, the new uh, Yankee Stadium. Um, but, you know, this is going to be a different size pitch. So, you know, it's a different dimension. Maybe that benefits them a little more in terms of how Vieira has built them, but it's not the surface that some of them are willing to play on. And as you say, they do have a league match coming up, but I, I would expect he's going to put out the best side he can possibly put out there um, that matches those conditions, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the thing is, is that, you can't really say, oh, well, that'll, that'll benefit City, the extra width of the pitch, because that benefits our skilled style of players, too. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So, our, you know, if that is a strength for them, well, that's one of our strengths. So uh, I'll match strength for strength with any side in this uh, country well, you uh, can... on any day. It's still a game, and you never know who's going to win. And, and uh, look, Indy 11 proved that uh, even a kind of miraculous uh, 4-1 uh, – when uh, when when needed, you know anything can happen. You know the the drama lines in this uh, in this sport are, are always so exciting. But uh, you know I, I really uh, I really think Geo's built a squad to win and go deep in this competition, and and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Don't you think that NYCFC can play maybe a bit more fluid style of play if they're not playing at Yankee Stadium because they're not into this small pitch on uh, this baseball field? They're on a sort of Nice size soccer field. Well, it's a good test for that hypothesis, isn't it? I mean, if, yeah. if that's really what's going wrong, if that's what's happened, then maybe they move to Fordham, no? <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, do you build a? It's kind of a classic question of do you build a team around your home pitch and its conditions. Um, if you don't, you know, how, how much is that going to come back to bite you? But you know, maybe that won't be the case. You know, maybe it's other factors that resulted in in those losses too. I mean. It, you know, it, it, it's, it'll be a great test of, of character for, for both sides, to be sure, Wednesday night. Yeah, so, uh, David, uh, that's going to score prediction for you because 
it's going to be a tough match, and hopefully you're predicting a Cosmos victory. And do you see it going to PKs, uh, maybe some extra time? Uh, I think we're going to win one to three. Wow. And this is in uh, regulation, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think so. I think it's going to be a, a tough battle, but I, I, I really believe in this team. And I, I really believe uh, this group of Cosmos has something special about them. Uh, look, we've had uh, gifted sides uh, these uh, these past few seasons. There's no question about it. Um, but they know the legacy that they have to live up to. And uh, this is the kind of match that they've been praying for since preseason started. Uh, here's the yeah. opportunity Wednesday, and I believe they're going to make the most of it. And if they do win, they go on to face Philadelphia teams, or I mean Pennsylvania teams, because I think the Union is playing another Pennsylvania team, if I'm correct, and, and we play the winner of that uh, matchup. So we will, we, we, we will not play Red Bulls. We would go on to play a uh, PA team. Uh, so my score prediction is 2-1. I don't know how we're going to win it. Uh, if it goes into extra time, hopefully the Cosmos win it there, not in PKs, because I personally feel it gets a bit more interesting, but not if you're supporting a team in an, a knockout round. Well, it's going to be very interesting this, these first 15, 20 minutes. What what tactics does Gio have in mind? I think if you've noticed um, this spring season, I, I don't think there's been a big philosophical change so much as uh, sometimes the tactics have been really explicit uh, from the opening. That you know, there's almost like an overture yeah. uh, in an opera, as if uh, Gio's saying this is the approach we're going to go with. And uh, I cannot wait to see uh, how we're going to start the match. Tactically, it's going to be very interesting. So, uh, to our listeners out there, there is a rule within the Open Cup that you can only field a certain amount of players. David, do you feel that this may hurt the Cosmos or any team uh, playing within this tournament? Because uh, if a team, for example, say they build uh, most of their team that they could in their league, they can build their team on certain amount of international players and then they feel confident with that team going into the tournament, and then now there's a rule saying you can only field a certain amount of players, do you think it hurts that team? Well, I, you know, I just hate to have somebody's passport decide whether they're in a lineup. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way yeah. I feel philosophically, whether it's the Open Cup or the English Premier League or the Bundesliga. Um, I don't care what league it is in the world. I, I hate those kind of nationalistic mandates that uh, try to, to force certain situations. When when uh, you've got two brothers facing themselves in the Euros, uh, you know, on opposite uh, nations, uh, yeah. when we've had that the, uh, in the World Cup with the Botangs, um, just just that kind of brother against brother uh, at the national level tells me something about the, the global game and how sometimes those citizenship things. I, 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 for club soccer, I hate to see that played in there. I understand, of course, the argument in terms of trying to grow the game, but... Uh, I just want to see the best team out there for my club, and hopefully that represents uh, the region. And my gosh, I mean, we, starting with our captain, uh, we've got a lot of local talent uh, uh, to be proud of, to be sure. But I just want the best eleven out there, and I don't want anything to be compromised in terms of nationality. But that's the way I always look at it, and I'd like to think that's the proper cosmopolitan outlook. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, and I think it also goes to whatever people think, really. Uh, how do you view the Open Cup? Do you view it as sort of promoting U.S. soccer, right? Or do you promote it as so, sort of come here and play soccer and participate in the Open Cup? You know what I mean? So 
Well, I find it a little ironic if it's supposed to be open, don't close it off to nationalities, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, you know, five isn't that bad, I suppose. But again, it's, yeah, uh, I, I, I hate anything closing it off. Just open it up and let's uh, have the best team win. Well, within, within the NASL, you're regu- you can only have seven international players on your side as well. So, but that's the NASL, right, David? <laughs> Well, and, it, and, you know, look, I guess we're New Yorkers, so, you know, what does it mean to, to be a New Yorker? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, necessarily it's very diverse. mean what your citizenship is. Yeah. You know? But, again, that's just my personal opinion. So, staying on the U.S. Open Cup chat, uh, David, uh, do you think we might see maybe a different starting 11 out there? Or who would you want to see out there up front? Because we're probably going to be without Yasmani Duke because he's participating with... Yep with Cup of America. Uh, but then I saw on Twitter, right, that the Strikers, they have a player that's playing in Cup of America. I didn't get his name at all. But his country got knocked out, and he's coming back to Fort Lauderdale to play in their Open Cup match. So uh, who would you like to see potentially get the start uh, on uh, Wednesday? Oh, who, who do I want to start up front? I want to see Lucky. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I... I, I kind of you know look i know there's great competition in the squad and and uh, there's great team chemistry with all that that uh competition but uh i want to see lucky kasana uh score a few goals wednesday night i think that'd be really fun what about two strikers up front maybe david diosa maybe give him a look up front potentially well who knows what kind of system we're going to play with yeah um but you know i i especially want to see lucky uh cause an, an awful lot of a lot of trouble um there's a, there's a lot of strength in this lineup, and I I just know that uh, Gio's going to pick the side that suits his tactics, and I really don't know what he's going to go with. That's why, uh, you know, it's a big mystery to me who's going to be on the field and, and what is going to be that game plan. Yeah, you're not the only one, David. I think a lot of people are really, really interested to see who's going to start, even on NYCFC side as well. Are we going to see Pirlo? Are we not? They have a league match. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but once again, Patrick Vieira is taking this seriously. Cosmos are taking this seriously. That's why everyone should tune into this match. Be there. If you can't be there, watch it. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a matchup. David, let's talk about a player that is on our minds probably most of the time because he is within the news, Nico Kronjar, right, David? Yeah, so he's rumored to go to Rangers. Uh, so my question to you, David, right, is if he stays with the Cosmos, right, do you think that goes to show you how big this project is that we're trying to build and just how great it is? Well, first of all, I just want to say that, uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of friends who work at Rangers mm-hmm. and a lot of friends who support Rangers. And, um, I've, I've been to an old firm at Ibrox and, and know what, um, what that club means to its supporters and what they've been through these last few years. Um, hey, they've got the opportunity to be, they've had the opportunity to go all the way up to the promotion cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, up, up, up in terms of promotion. Um, and what they accomplished as a club is remarkable. So their project is, is an amazing story, uh, still very much in the making of a, of a club that, um, you know, crashed, if you will, uh, and uh, rose up. Yeah. Uh, from the ashes, so uh, an amazing storyline, and I can understand why any player would would find that desirable with their return to the 
to the uh, Premier League in Scotland. Um, but I'm really hoping Cranstar will, will opt to stay here. Um, I'm optimistic, but uh, would respectfully understand if, if, if he took that opportunity for Rangers. But, uh, yeah, um, what, what we've got going on here in New York is very special as well. It's every bit as special as any other story of any club around the world. So um, that, that's one heck of a choice to, to have to uh, determine there. But, uh, you know, uh, again, as a New Yorker, I feel, uh, uh, you know, we've got a special draw in terms of uh, uh, what we represent as a city and as a club. Uh, the Cosmos have a, a, a rich history uh, that uh, is the envy of any club in the world. And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, that, that's a tough one. It's a real tough one. Let's hope he stays here. Let's hope he sees it through and and uh, he's there on the pitch when we win the championship in the fall. Yeah, that's always the hope, right, David? Uh, the funniest part, right, is uh, the last match that I got a jersey at was when uh, they played against the Rowdies, I believe, right? Their last home match or the last one that I attended. Uh, and Nico Kronjar, that I think was Portuguese-Croatian Heritage Night at Short Stadium. And uh, I bought a Kronjar uh, white kit, so <laughs> so he got off the match in the fourth minute, injured, yeah. and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> because yeah. uh, it was just so uncertain, and it just really is. But I I, re- I really don't blame Nico Kronjar if he does go. Like what David said, it's just a very attractive opportunity, right? Uh, you get to play uh, with a very famous club, really worldwide. Uh, everyone knows about them, and he is a European player and he's played on the biggest stage. And I, I really think for him, why would you want to go away from that? You you know what I mean? Uh, I understand. Thing, a really important aspect of this that mm-hmm. I guess not to, I mean, the friends of mine who are, who are both fans of Rangers and, and work there. Um, there's a pretty clear understanding that, you know, the very special style of play that Warburton has them playing. Um, I don't know if you saw the cup semifinal against Celtic, uh, Rangers put on a phenomenal display uh, aesthetically in terms of uh, style of play. It was beautiful to watch. And the fact that the Cosmos play that type of um, crisp, short passing game or can and then can open things up very quickly as well. Um, that really powerful blend of, of power and technique in our side is something that Rangers are aspiring to play that way. So you can see why they would want Cranchar and you could see why maybe they'd be interested in other Cosmos players as well. Um, that, you know, this is a, this is a club that's playing soccer uh, in a winning way, but we're also playing in a, in a really mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing way. Um, so when you look at styles of play between, uh, if you compare um, Rangers of this past year under Warburton uh, to, uh, to Severici's Cosmos, um, you see, uh, you see some some clear uh, tactical and technical sympathies there. Yeah, that is really worrying when you bring that up, David. Uh, that they could potentially steal some more of our players or buy our players. It's not stealing guys; it's buying uh, our players. But if they do buy our players, hopefully it's for a nice fee as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, you see, you look yeah. like a, you look at a player like Gideon Zalalem on Rangers right now. He's on loan from from Arsenal, and he's. He's, he could be the future of the U.S. men's national team midfield. But, you know, he, he had a little bit of a, you know, up and down season this year. But, um, you know, he's the type of player I'd like to see come play for the Cosmos. So, you know, 
um, when, when there are clubs around the world that are playing certain ways, I think it makes sense for, for you know, then those, those types of clubs to try to draw players away from each other, unfortunately. Yeah. But you, you never know. You just never know. But that's, that's kind of the way I'm watching it. I, I keep thinking, oh, boy, it's all going to be nice in the Cosmos midfield in a few years. Uh, so, you know, um, this is a great club that, that, uh, that we uh, love, um, these Cosmos. And, uh, uh, you know, there, there's no doubt about it that if he, if he decides to stay here, he's got every reason in the world to, to stay with the Cosmos because uh, it's an exciting place to be. And Nico always talks about how he loves the city. You know what I mean? How he loves the supporters, how he likes the area. And he was also on the local news. Tina Savasio, she works for Channel 5 News out here. And uh, she was interviewing him and saying that he was one of the best players in North America. So he really liked uh, the area. He liked the team. And... I really think it's sad if his career with the Cosmos is cut short because he leaves. But I think the one thing that I think a lot of Cosmos supporters are, are holding on to, and this is just what I've read on the local Scottish media uh, websites, they have been reporting that his girlfriend works on Broadway and uh, she wants him to stay. She was the one that sort of persuaded him to come to New York and uh, like be with me, work with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, yes. Well, you know. Yeah. There's there's always different reasons in people's lives in terms of where someone would want to go somewhere, but um, you know, for a, a player of his quality, um, I think it it speaks to the quality of our club that that he's found this a, a, a desirable place to call home. Um, but you know, professional footballers, you know, they're professionals, so um, you know, it all depends on what they think is is right for their career. And I know that you know Geo's policy and and the policy of the club is is really to, to help people and yeah. uh, to, you know, never hold anybody back. So um, it's not like the club will hold something against him or anything. Uh, he's part of the Cosmos family, but uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of choice he makes here. Yeah, that's what I really like about the Cosmos is that we don't get mad at certain players or we don't sort of, uh, like David said, hold them back from – progressing in their career. We saw it with Haji Wright. He went to go sign with Schalke. Uh, we saw it with Restrepo. We let him go to the union. So I think it's just really cool how we're able to do that and go out there and replace these players uh, that are very important to our team. Uh, so Well, you're keeping them, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at Danny Zatella. Danny Zatella can play in any country in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, He's in a very competitive midfield with the Cosmos. You know, it's got to be that he realizes how good this is for him as a player. It's got to be, right? It's not mm-hmm. just, oh, you know, he's a kid from New Jersey and he's playing for the, the fabled Cosmos, you yeah. know, that he heard about growing up as a kid. Uh, I'm sure that's part of it, too. But, you know, this is someone who has developed incredibly as a player, uh, you know, living up to that promise from long ago. And, uh, you know, doing wonderfully here with this team, but also having a lot of competition, you know, having to, to be at your very best to get into that side and try to play a full 90 minutes. Um, so, you know, yeah, some players have moved on and, and we, we let them go with, with best wishes. Um, no hard feelings. Uh, sometimes we uh, lose players we, we don't really want to uh, let go because of certain contractual reasons and uh, maybe you can't keep them. Maybe they're on loan, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, all in all, I think uh, Gio's done an amazing job of blending 
new faces with the familiar faces. Um, and it all starts with that first signing of the reboot, Carlos Mendez. What a fantastic captain. What leadership he brings to this team. And uh, uh, we're, we're blessed with a great squad, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. Uh, in the five points, right? I forgot what match it was at. I think it was this season. Uh, but they had a TIFO that said Danny Satella equals U- U.S. men's national team. Do you think we might see him uh, make an appearance or maybe a couple appearances for the United States men's national team? Well, that's the flip side of the thing in terms of you know your question regarding the Open Cup. Yeah. Um, in my view, there's a few guys in this team. That I, how are they not in the U.S. men's national team? I know mm-hmm. I'm biased. I know I have a partisan perspective, but yeah. you know Jimmy Marr should be competing for the U.S. men's national team goalkeeper spot. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, once uh, Tim Howard's gone, who's the... these are yeah. great American soccer players. Mm-hmm. They're great American soccer players. Um, Carlos Mendes should be the anchor of the U.S. men's national team, in my opinion. I, I don't know how anyone with an objective eye doesn't see that, but. You know, what, what Carlos Mendes brings is the anchor of our defense. Game in, game out. Hardly ever, ever, ever makes a mistake. Hardly ever. Um, it, it, so, um, yeah, you got to think is going to get that chance, and uh, um, it's going to happen. We're going to have players back in the U.S. men's national team pool like we did when I was a kid. It, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, they just need to get the chance, obviously. I think we're... We're playing at an elite level, and again, that's where the Open Cup is going to matter a lot, right? This gives everybody a chance on the same playing field to show what we have. So we saw Jurgen Klinsmann select Miguel Ibarra uh, for some friendlies, right? So do you think he's sort of still scouting or still looking at other NASL players, or do you think he just cares about maybe MLS players and players that are playing abroad? No, I, I think no matter what you think about Klinsman as a uh, manager of the national team, I think uh, he's been pretty clear in terms of the philosophy of play he wants uh, with the U.S. men's national team. And has he been able to be successful with that? You know, um, is, you know all of these issues I, I wouldn't want to get into, but yeah. um, I, I, I think at the end of the day, he wants to put the best 11 out there. Um, I think he really does want to do that. Does he do that or not? Um uh, you know, I, I, obviously, uh, this Copa America has been a real uh, roller coaster that did not start well. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, I really believe that uh, he, he is trying to put the, the best team that he, that he can out there and uh, that more and more players uh, for the NASL, but especially to me, I'm really just concerned about players from the Cosmos who I feel deserve that uh, opportunity and uh, I still expect some of them will so, on this current squad mm-hmm. <laughs> so in between the break do you want to see maybe the Cosmos uh, fix up the squad maybe add some more depth into the squad meaning maybe another signing or two or maybe if we lose Nico Kronjar would you want to see them potentially adding maybe someone to sort of replace them if you could replace Nico Kronjar um, you know I hate to sound too much like an Arsenal fan, but, you know, when you, you think about someone like Adam Moffitt, who's been injured so much of, of the spring, um, you know, he's going to be coming back uh, healthy as ever. Um, Yasmani Duke just keeps keeps getting stronger and stronger. Arango's been a great addition to this team. Um, you know, the, the, this was a spring sprint. But they're just still gelling. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't really see that there's any weakness in the roster that we would desperately need to fill. I, I, I really have no sense of whether Nico Kronstar is going to be back or not at this point. I really think he has, it seems to me from all the reports that he's got a big choice to make, but I, I wouldn't count my chickens one way or the other. So no, I, I'm really not thinking, Oh, we've got any gaps to fill. I think, uh, I just want to see the side continue to gel and uh, grow and develop, and uh, there's plenty of competition on the roster already. Yeah, so for, for what I'm reading about Nico Kronjar is that he, um, I don't know how true this is, but I'm just reporting what what I read, uh, is that he is going to join Nico Kronjar, uh, Nico Kronjar is going to join Rangers FC on a two-year deal. This is all rumors, guys, but I don't know how true this is. But mo- moving on. Yeah. Uh, David. The rumors out there. That's the thing too. Like you know, you, you never know. Like you know, if there's truth to these things or not. I, I've got no idea. I've no idea at all. No one does um, at all. Yeah. Except Geo and probably Eric Stover. I would think, right? I, I I would imagine they they must. And obviously, Nico and his agent must know what the truth is. But you know that it's certainly uh, interesting stories to keep us engaged. But uh, you know. Um, the the fact that uh, clearly there seems to be interest from from Rangers uh, in in a Cosmos player isn't the least bit surprising to me. Once again, it just goes to show you that the Cosmos are building something great here in New York. Uh, David, I just want to throw two uh, sort of looking ahead questions. Uh, number one is at the Cosmos do beat NYCFC, how far do you see them going? I know we want to see them go to the final, right? But how far do you really see the Cosmos going in the Open Cup? I, I believe in my heart that uh, we're the best uh, team. This team is the best team in North America, and that, uh, certainly in terms of the United States and this open competition where where teams at all levels can really face each other on a level playing field. Um, I believe that, that we're right there with the very best of them. And I, uh, I want to go all the way with it, but again, it, it, it's soccer. Um, the best team does not always win. I think our spring season showed that games that we controlled possession overwhelmingly, you know, the, the ball hits the post or an offside call goes uh, the wrong way. Um, anybody can beat anybody on any day. So you can't put all your chips on, on, on one square. You, 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 you gotta understand that it is sport and no one's entitled to anything. Uh, every team that we're going to face is going to want the open cup as well. Um, but I, I know how much it means, uh, to the club and I know how much it means to the players. So I'm expecting us to be able to go deep. And, uh, lastly, where do you see the Cosmos finishing in the fall season? I think, again, the, the strength of the squad, and I hope this doesn't come across like hubris, but I, I think this is a, a really strong team um, that is built for uh, a long run like that. Um, it, it's not like we're overly reliant on uh, one, two, or three players mm-hmm. even um, who, if you know, an injury takes a player out, um, suddenly we're, we're you know, questioning our identity. That's not the case at all. There's a deep competition at every position, um, and that bodes well for a long run. So uh, we were right at the top. You know, the tiebreaker didn't go our way because of that crazy, crazy ending at Indy. The head-to-head competition is what uh, cost us the spring 
silverware. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the strength of squad is going to allow us to go deep in the Open Cup, and uh, I expect we'll be hosting a playoff game. Um, and once, you, once you're in that, you know, the, the uh, semifinal, um, you never know what can happen any day, and it's like that with every single game in the Open Cup. Um, hopefully the best team will win, and uh, my belief is that'll be the Cosmos. So talking about hosting a uh, a uh, championship match or a semifinal match, if you will, um, any 11 are hosting the first one, so the Cosmos would have to finish, uh, what is that, the third, right? The third seed to host the semifinal, if I'm correct? Uh, we, my, my understanding is we either have to uh, win the fall season or win the uh, um, the uh, overall season, right? I, I perceive the, yeah, win the fall season or uh, um, win the overall, or maybe it's that you have to win the fall. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at that again. I've been so wrapped up uh, yeah. just in the spring season uh, coming down to the wire and then thinking about the Open Cup. But, um, you know, it, I, I, I think... Uh, at the end of the day, um, we're right there, neck and neck, at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the, the one head-to-head game that uh, decided it. Um, so I think in the long run, uh, I think we're going to you know, beat any of these next two games we play them in the regular season. Um, I think we're going to finish ahead of them in the fall table. Um, I think chances are we'll be right at the top again, uh, not only for the fall season schedule, but for the overall and That'll put us in a good spot to be hosting not only uh, a semifinal match, but hopefully the championship match. However it breaks out, I think we're going to fare well over the long run. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear a bit of positivity. uh, And for some reason, I think once we lost the spring season, I think there was a lot of negativity, if I'm right. Uh, And then I think a lot more people were saying, well, uh, okay, we just lost the spring season. There's still... 22 more games to play and we still have a chance. So I think if you're one of the perspectives that, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe some fans are feeling that way, but I don't get that feeling within the club. I think if anything, it was just having a bye week the last week of the season. Yeah. And, you know, losing to the strikers, you know, at least, you know, again, (laughs) to lose to the strikers or to the rowdies, ah, that kind of, you know, losses to those teams hurt all the more. And so to, to miss the opportunity, but still, you know, I honestly thought going into this weekend, and look, if, if he doesn't get that hat trick, Andy doesn't knock us out. You know, we would win the other tiebreakers. Yeah. I didn't so, think they were going to score four goals at all, but uh, I was wrong, guys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, how the heck did they score four goals? They won four to one? Come on. It looked really easy. It looked really easy. Get those two goals, you know, starting in the 89th minute. Uh, with that penalty kick, which again should that have even have been a penalty? I hate to go back to April, but you know that penalty call was. Uh, <laughs> go back and watch the highlights from that game in Indy. That's what I've been doing this past week, and so it, it hasn't made me feel down about the team. It's made me feel so much more frustrated about that stupid penalty call that uh, all of a sudden turned our our one nil win into a two to one loss at Indy. It cost us the spring silverware. Well, let's go get them. That's what it's making me feel. Yeah, let's go beat it's them got, when they're it's here, right? <laughs> so when Indy 11 comes here, that's sell off the stadium. That's that's beat them five nothing, right, David? Absolutely. You know, I I uh, ran into uh, 
some of the Indy 11 players uh, at uh, an airport in Atlanta um, the day before we uh, beat uh, Oklahoma City, and uh, you know they were they were pretty uh, thrilled with themselves uh, for that two to one win. You know they were kind of teasing me, uh, two one two one. Uh, it was obvious what it meant to Indy 11 to beat us like that. Yeah, I was um, at that match too, and experiencing us losing really. Uh, I mean that match really sticks out for me and that match really hurt the most i've never really got upset about a loss like maybe for 15 minutes after the match and then it just like sort of disappears and i I don't care about it anymore but that match just really hurt i just don't know why but it just did well you know in the flip of that too you know like amen zaya you know we got a little picture in the airport if you see the picture that i took it was on my twitter feed um amen zayed is putting up two fingers for his two goals you know, um, it, it meant it clearly meant that much to them, just like it meant to you. And you know, yeah, we had some great supporters go out there. Yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, and others went out there, made that trip. Um, and you think we're going to finally beat them? And then you know, again, go back and look at that penalty in the 89th minute. I don't want to say about that. I've watched that over and over and over again. If that penalty is not called, we win the spring season. So they get that call. Okay, they got that call. Then they get the the long ball. Another, you know, Zayed kind of tapped in uh, by a ball dumped into the box. That Amon Zayed scored um, his first two goals for Indy 11 in that form and fashion so late in the game against the champion Cosmos. And then the same guy goes out and gets a hat trick this past weekend to steal the spring title from us. It's crazy. Man, I can't wait to beat them. I can't wait to beat Indy 11. And uh, I saw Nico Kronjar's first uh, goal with the Cosmos, and only goal as well with the Cosmos. So uh, that was great to see in person. I can say I saw Nico Kronjar's goal in Indy. <laughs> if that means anything uh, in the future, like 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great Wednesday night at Fordham University. Uh, David, ha- have you ever been to that stadium before, Coffee Stadium um, Field? Um, I love Fordham University's library. Mm-hmm. So I know the campus uh, pretty well, um, but no, I've not actually seen a competitive match there. So I am I am really looking forward to it. And you know, Cosmos haven't played a match in the Bronx since 1976, so um, that's pretty historic in and of itself. It's nice to be back in the boogie down. What's really cool about sort of experiencing different things with the Cosmos is. Uh, that we're sort of experiencing history as well. So different milestones throughout each season. Like we haven't played in the Bronx since 19... What was that again? 76. 1976. And it's so on as well. And it's just so great. Yeah, it's, it, it really... Um, tradition, uh, heritage, legacy um, enhances the experience, doesn't it? It's just uh, having that connection and... You know, uh, sitting in the in the crowd cheering along are, are alums from that uh, from those glory days. Even the even the '72 championship uh, team has uh, players there every game, and they're going to be there Wednesday night um, in the crowd among us. And you may not even recognize the alums. You know, some of these guys uh, that were playing uh, with us in the '70s, but some of them are still there with us in the crowd, caring just as much as we do. And it's really special. It makes it really really special to to have that uh, historic perspective, I think, on, on our events. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting to the Cosmos to be playing back in the Bronx for the first time since 1976. That's that's the kind of history we'll get to witness Wednesday night. 
David, if we see uh, a couple of old-timers, if you will, can you point them out for me? I'll try to discreetly do so without invading their privacy, but they're, they're a bunch <laughs> of great guys. Uh, they're they're all, of, all of the alums. We're, we're really blessed. And again, isn't that one of the, the great, great benefits of this reboot, to be able to honor, honor their legacy and, and share the joys of, of, of victory in the present with them. And try to live up to it as well, right? Yeah, it's a great gift. Okay, uh, David, thanks for coming on. Hopefully, I bump into you at uh, Fordham University, uh, which I'm really looking forward to going there. Never been to Fordham before, sir, uh, but it is set to be a great matchup. East River Derby, round two, uh, 2.0, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's going to be a great matchup. Can't wait to see the team uh, sheets or the starting 11s for each side come like an hour to kick off on Wednesday. It's going to be huge. Thanks. To David Kilpatrick for coming on the show. I really enjoyed the chat about uh, the Open Cup, the spring season review. Hopefully we get back uh, to Indy 11, beat them, and uh, hopefully we lift up that fall season shield. And you can check us out on Facebook at First Team Podcast. On Facebook, like us there. We have a lot of content on Twitter at One Team Pod. Check out our website, firstteampod.com. We have a blog a lot more news about the New York Cosmos. Our podcast is up there, and we have a shop selling our limited edition first team T-shirts. You can pick those up, and we will ship them to you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, uh, you can listen to us uh, next week. And let's go, New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys of Benadol Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we believe you see in fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo Country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it and I'm playing. The fact of it's rap from tear attacks, hash and bliss. Reacts, tap, we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stack the wing, going back to stand through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fancy crew. Down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you with bad views. Shouting cues allowed to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'm tracking past no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about profession. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless out the training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's the most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.